You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Amy Wilkinson from the March 2023 edition. How to be limitless. An exploration and slightly skeptical examination into what we've been told about aging. Spoiler, the truth is so much better than the fiction. Among the many congratulations, well wishes, and playful ribbings I received upon turning 40 last summer, came this stark declaration from my dad. It's all downhill from here. While the message was admittedly lousy, want to snuff out my birthday candles while you're at it? It's not as if we all haven't heard some version of that before. 40 is the boogeyman of birthdays, a Rubicon that, once crossed, spells gray hair, wrinkles, and the end of youthful vitality as we know it. Or at least, that's what Western culture would have us believe. In reality, women's concerns as they enter their 40s, 50s, and beyond are more nuanced. Sure, there's the prospect of growing older and the existential biggie of mortality, but there's also a host of practical issues many of us face, be it divorce or caregiving for an elderly parent while also raising a child. The convergence of stressors can lead to depression, anxiety, and general unease. Sounds a bit like a midlife crisis, right? Well, a Canadian psychoanalyst named Elliot Jack coined the term in 1965 for the period of discontent that he said occurs between the ages of 35 and 65. But his theory was inspired by the great men who experienced a change in their creativity in their mid to late 30s. As for women, he wrote that this transition is obscured by changes related to menopause, giving rather short shrift to our complex internal lives, and perhaps giving us a reason to ditch the concept altogether. Research estimates that only 10 to 20% of people in total experience any sort of midlife crisis. For women, those who feel off at this time are often triggered by dissatisfaction at not accomplishing what they wanted. Many women feel lied to, says WH advisor Chloe Carmichael, PhD, a New York-based clinical psychologist. The lie is you can have it all without compromising. Now for the good news. Life is a moving target, and the goals you set for yourself at 25 probably aren't and shouldn't be the goals you have at 50. So reflect and reassess. What do you want? The truth is, most opportunities don't expire at midlife, and if we can reframe aging into a growth opportunity rather than a reckoning of past shortcomings, there's no limit to what we can achieve. Get started with science-heavy strategies and motivating stories. Embrace any transition. How you fare mentally and emotionally in midlife 
can be affected by the mindset with which you approach it, experts say. Treat this time like any other life transition prior. Think landing your first job or graduating from school. Suggests Anne Kearney Cook, PhD, a Cincinnati-based psychologist specializing in women's issues. There are losses and gains, she says, of entering a new stage, adding that if we can reframe the midlife crisis into a midlife transition, we'll be better able to devise a plan. Awareness is the first step in transformation or change, she says. So, for instance, if you always wanted to pursue the arts but were saddled with student loan debt and needed a more practical career and now regret it, make sure to recognize rather than ignore your feelings. The second step is to write what Kearney Cook calls a positive narrative. Don't have tunnel vision on what you didn't do or the mistakes you made, but honor what you did achieve, she says. So instead of, ugh, I failed at being an artist, rewrite the narrative to, wow, I was able to support myself and my family through some tough times. Once you've acknowledged your achievements, moving forward becomes easier. We often can then let it go to create a new narrative of where I'm going. Setting fresh goals, signing up for a drawing class perhaps, is a powerful way to create a new path and purpose. And guess what? All of that previous life experience is only going to buoy you along the way. Midlife women are very open to new challenges, Carmichael says. There's a confidence that happens when you've cleared a lot of the basics, like graduating college, starting a successful career, getting married. There's a willingness and an excitement. So figure out what your bliss looks like and find ways to start integrating it into your life. Lean into the load. The 40s and beyond are a great time to pursue not only personal challenges, but physical ones too. Whether that means taking exercise seriously for the first time or amping up your routine to meet some heavy goals. Hello, 70 pound kettlebell. Once again, you'll probably need to muscle your way through flawed thinking about what's possible, as there's no shortage of misconceptions about pushing physical boundaries. Denver-based trainer and WH advisor, Lauren Kansky, CPT, has heard them all. The biggest thing I see among middle-aged women is they come in with a mindset that they're getting older and they're less capable, she says. If they don't have a training background, they think they're going to hurt themselves. More often than not, says Kansky, these women are selling themselves short before ever stepping foot in a gym. Women are really strong. They're throwing around their 30-pound, 40-pound kids, but think they can only lift 10 pounds. Now is not the time to be trifling with those tiny pink weights. On the contrary, if you're looking to maintain or even increase muscle mass, it naturally declines due to falling estrogen levels. You should be lifting heavy, says WH advisor Stacy T. Sims, PhD, an exercise physiologist and nutrition scientist. It's important to do heavy load resistance training, especially as you get into late perimenopause, she says. 
estrogen is responsible for lean mass development as well as strength and power. It stimulates the satellite cell for muscle protein development, and it's critical in the central nervous system for creating a muscle contraction. Essentially, you can counteract the negative effects of estrogen loss by lifting heavy, which lights up the central nervous system to produce other chemicals that can take over where estrogen left off. Pretty cool, right? Of course you're not going to start deadlifting 200 pounds or enter your first marathon tomorrow. Much like new courses in your personal life, physical goals are smashed one at a time. I always tell people to find one challenge they're not good at, and that's what we're going to work on, Sim says. If one of her clients wants to venture out on a challenging hike, she'll focus on the building blocks, e.g. jump movements for leaping off rocks one by one. For three weeks, we work on that one aspect, she says. Then we take a bit of a break and focus on another one. Then we'll come back to the first one. Small steps eventually lead to big climbs. Also key is letting your body recuperate between sessions with a rest day, as our muscles tend to heal more slowly as we age. Triathletes in their 50s had slower muscle recovery than triathletes in their 20s, found a study in medicine and science in sports and exercise. Listen to your bod and integrate restorative walks or yoga sessions or whatever rest sessions you need, so you can keep pushing yourself, sans injury. Ultimately, says Kansky, your more mature mentality is going to be one of your biggest assets when it comes to pursuing new physical challenges. I think there's a new sense of strength in women at this age, she says. They know what it's like to work hard. A lot of them have had kids. They have very high pain thresholds. They've been through a lot and can withstand more than the younger women. It's really cool to see. It's very powerful. Love to hear that. Bust out your secret weapon. Now, if you've read this far and are seriously thinking about crushing a new goal, hooray you, but aren't sure you truly have what it takes, let us inform you that you have one more big positive working in your favor. And that's grit. As we age, we tend to experience decreases in both our passion and growth mindset, but increases in our grit, or the ability to persevere. According to a recent study in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health, it is very important that grit seems to not decrease with increasing age. Says study co-author Monica Haga, Ph.D., a professor in physical education and sports at Norwegian University of Science and Technology. This could indicate that the ability to keep on being active and have endurance and stamina is still there, both cognitively and physically, if the person finds meaningful activities to engage and participate in. Our research indicates that strong interest is the key for achievement. What does that mean for you? If you start working toward a dream, you're much more likely to stay the course in midlife than you were in your youth. To tap into that can-do attitude, think back on a time when you displayed true grit, whether it was giving birth to your first child or finishing that half marathon, 
and harness those feelings of confidence and achievement. With positive thinking and a willingness to succeed, so much is possible in your 40s and beyond. Have a constant dialogue with yourself to squash comparison. Becoming a mother at 48 opened up a new world for Tamron Hall, now 52, creator and executive producer of her self-titled show. It also helped her realize that you have to be diligent about carving out your own path and not listening to the noise. Motherhood came at an unexpected period in my life, when for the first time since the age of 16, I wasn't working. I was 48 and unemployed. I just left the Today Show, my dream job to pursue other goals and bet on myself. At the same time, I'd connected with an acquaintance who would soon become more than a friend. We took a leap of faith and decided to pursue love and parenthood. Being a parent at this point in my career gives me room to create the show I dreamed of and the environment to be the parent I want to be. I make it a point to show my team the real me, the workaholic who will now say I have a hard out to pick up my son from school. I hope to lead by example and grace, to empower other parents to feel supported to do the same. I started with an early foundation of seeing all things as possible. My mother was a single mom at 19, and my first father figure was my grandfather. Whether it was allowing me to run outside in the sun as long as I wanted, or giving me a diary and saying, right, they instilled in me a life without limits. That doesn't mean adversities didn't exist. They're real. But I was the kid who did not see an end to my curiosity. My nickname was, not necessarily, because I questioned everything. Fast forward to starting the show and walking into meetings with people who tell me every well-known person whose show did not work out. I had to look past that. Just because something didn't work out for someone else doesn't mean it won't for you. When I announced I was pregnant, people told me their horror stories. I nodded out of respect, but I didn't allow them to infiltrate because I needed to have my own journey and to accept my reality. Recently, I was buying a washer online and it offered options to compare. Too often we treat our lives as if we're comparison shopping. We line up ours against others. I'm glad I've refused limitations others placed on me. I see my choices as perfect for me and I'm grateful for every one of them. As told to Abby Cuffey. We are capable of more than we can ever imagine. When Kiera D'Amato took an eight-year hiatus from running, she thought her competitive days were done. Little did she know that the best was yet to come. The mom and military wife smashed the American Marathon record at the age of 37. Her secrets? Life experience. Zero pressure. Exercising for joy. I joined the high school track and cross-country team just to get in shape for soccer. But in my first race, I was like, oh, this is for me. The sport taught me confidence, goal setting, and how to be proud of who I am and what I can accomplish. I ran in college at a D1 school, then with a post-collegiate group for a couple of years. Then I got injured and quit. I took eight years off and thought that part of me was gone. 
I said goodbye to goals. I never thought I'd be a competitive athlete again. But in 2016, with a toddler son and an infant daughter, I started using the elliptical in my house. Then I began running outside, loving each sliver that I was able to get out. When my youngest turned two, my husband had been deployed for over a year. That was the toughest time. I was lonely, yet I found happiness through moving my body. I started to learn to love recreational sports. I found community. I wasn't trying to win anything. My whys changed. This time, it was about feeling good. Soon I was doing races with friends. Compared to college Kiara, mom Kiara did it for fun. Running was my hobby. I ran my first marathon post-kids in March 2017. My only goal was to not walk. I kept racing, realizing that I was getting faster. For the first two years, I'd run however much I wanted. Then in 2018, I qualified for the Olympic trials and thought, I need to get a coach and be intentional. Even then, I just wanted to improve. Four years later in 2022, I ran the Chevron Houston Marathon and broke the women's American record with a time of two hours, 19 minutes and 12 seconds. I think part of why I was able to break that unbreakable record held by Deanna Castor for almost 19 years is that I removed the pressure. I stood on the starting line and thought, I'm going to hit my goal today or I'm not. If I get it, that'd be really cool. And if I don't, I'm in the same spot that I am now. And I'm a really happy person. So that's okay too. That freedom allows me to take big risks and to not be afraid of the outcome. Ultimately, what's important is my family. When I go to a race, no matter the results, I come back to them. My training looks different now than in my 20s. In general, I cross-train and put more time between workouts. I'm currently not an Olympian and would like to be. So 2024 is the big goal on the horizon. I've had this beautiful second chance that I don't want to waste. I'm going to do everything to be my best. To me, not even trying is a bigger failure than going for a goal and failing. Everyone says we should slow down in our 30s, that our peak's over. I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm not going to slow down. I'm going to get faster. Showing yourself how powerful you are is life-changing. As told to Abby Cuffey. Life has no real edges. You can move whichever way you want. After a long career in fashion, Jim Tan, 62, took her style knowledge to a new platform, TikTok. She now has almost 90,000 followers and is passionate about her page. At California is too casual, being a place of positivity. A social media star is born. I was a fashion apparel executive for years, working internationally, but based in Asia, for some of the world's top high-end luxury brands. We moved back to the U.S. My husband's family is located here. Seven years ago, when my daughter was looking at colleges in California. My career didn't really translate into Bay Area brands because they had more of a domestic focus. So I started consulting and had to learn new things like selling myself 
and using various technology, but it was tough to start a new life in my 50s. Then COVID changed everything. My now 23-year-old daughter started building up her social media journey during that time. And when she came home for Thanksgiving in 2021, she said, Mom, why don't you just start posting an outfit a day? I love your style. My friends all love your style. Do it for fun and see where it goes. So she helped me film my first video, then deleted it so I had to figure it out for myself. I approached TikTok as a way of exercising my passion. I used the experience I had in the fashion world in such a personal way. Assembling outfits, adding accessories, etc. I didn't know if it would go anywhere. I just told myself to have fun. Within three weeks, I had about 10,000 followers. At first, I focused on style. Then little by little, I realized I could show more about myself because I'm not only about clothing. For instance, I started sharing about what and how I eat and exercise. I've been a runner for a long time, and I want to show people that you can maintain a regular routine and do it without pain into your 60s. Now, followers tell me they never thought about starting to run, but based on my videos and the fact that I'm older than them, they went for it. That's the beauty and joy of social media. We can connect and inspire each other. Someone recently wrote to me to say they threw out their high-heeled shoes because they love the way I look in sneakers. FYI, everything looks more young and vibrant in crisp white sneakers versus heels, which can make you look like a little fuddy-duddy. Life has no real edges. You can keep moving whichever way you want. A lot of older women don't see their value anymore. So what I'm doing is a pleasant surprise. As you get older, you can push boundaries. I'm 62 and thinking, oh my God, how many things have I done in this one year? As told to Abby Cuffey. That brings us to the end of today's article, How to Be Limitless. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links found at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.